Hey guys, I'm Pranav. And I'm Sasha. And we're the Quarantines. Pranav, did you know that Mongolia actually has a plague outbreak and it might go over into China? Actually, I didn't know that. I'm still in shock from August where officials said the first plague case was spotted in California since 2015. No way, really? Yeah, and I didn't think that 2020 could get any weirder than it was. Exactly. I mean, the plague made impact such a long time ago, and it's crazy that it's making an impact today. But Pranav, what is the plague? Well, Sasha, let's explore. So, Sasha, the plague is a disease that affects humans and other mammals. It's caused by the bacteria Yersinia pestis. Yersinia pestis is a gram-negative bacteria, which means that it is protected from most antibiotics. Yersinia pestis travels from flea to rodent. After entering the host, Yersinia pestis usually travels to the lymph nodes. There are three types of plague, which are pneumonic, septicemic, and bubonic. When bubonic plague is left untreated, Plague bacteria can invade the bloodstream, and when they multiply in that bloodstream, they can spread rapidly throughout the body and cause a really fatal condition called septicemic plague. That's scary. Yep. And untreated bubonic plague can also progress into the infection of the lungs, causing pneumonic plague. If plague patients aren't given specific antibiotic therapy, all forms of the plague can rapidly progress to death. Presently, human plague infections continue to occur in rural areas of the Western United States, Africa, and Asia. That makes sense when you brought up California. Exactly. And the reason why the plague has been existing for the past 2,000 years is because the bacteria circulate at low rates within populations of rodents. So they don't die off, and these rodents are basically large-term reservoirs for bacteria. Scientists like to call that the enzootic cycle. Oh, I get it now. So there are three types of plagues, and let's go into the bubonic plague first. So patients suddenly develop a sudden onset of fever, headaches, chills, and weakness, and water more swollen, tender, and painful lymph nodes, also known as buboes. So this form usually results from the bite of an infected flea and the bacteria from the flea in the lymph node closest to where the bacteria entered can possibly get infected if the patient is not treated with the appropriate antibiotics. But as Pranav mentioned, antibiotics will have a hard time breaking through, which may lead to septicemic plague. With this type of plague, patients can develop fever, chills, and extreme weakness, as well as shock and possibly bleeding to the skin and other organs. Skin and other tissues may turn black and die, especially on the fingers, toes, and the nose, hence the name the Black Death. This type of plague can also occur as the first symptom of plague or may develop from an untreated bubonic plague. This also results from bite of a flea or from handling an infected animal. And pneumonic plague develops fever, headache, weakness, as well as rapidly developing pneumonia with shortness of breath, as well as bloody or watery mucus. So this type of plague 
can come from inhaling infectious droplets or may develop from untreated bubonic or septicemic plague after the bacteria spread to the lungs. So this is also the only type of plague that can be spread from person to person, which is by infectious droplets. And of course, the plague is a very serious disease and although it is easy to look up symptoms online or through research by listening to our podcast, plague is a very serious disease and you must not diagnose yourself with it because it can possibly cause a lot of damage and you must get a doctor's referral before taking any action with it. Hold up. I thought you just said you knew nothing about the plague. How did you, how did you know all this? I remember learning about the Black Death in history class. Oh, okay. Well, that's what we're going to talk about next. The Black Death was a devastating global epidemic of the bubonic plague that struck Europe and Asia in the mid-1300s. It caused an estimated 50 million deaths, and approximately half of them occurred in Asia and Africa, and the other half in Europe. The disease was caused by fleas on rodents, as we know, and it originated in Central Asia. The plague then entered Europe through Italy, carried by rats on trading ships. It's estimated that around 30 to 50% of the population of places affected died from the Black Death. Oh, that makes sense, because a lot of rats did collect with humans, allowing the disease to spread so quickly. Yep, and back then, there wasn't great sanitation techniques, and people had pretty bad overall health. Back then, there weren't any vaccinations or medications or antibiotics used to treat the plague, so doctors had to come up with creative ideas to stop it. Doctors rubbed onions, herbs, and even a chopped up snake on boils to prevent them from infecting the whole body. They also forced patients to drink vinegar and eat crushed minerals, arsenic, and mercury, which, Sasha, if you don't know, they're pretty toxic. And finally, something you have learned in history class is bloodletting, where plague doctors would poke holes in the veins or use leeches to suck the blood out of the body. Oh, well, I can see why they thought the plague was in the blood and why they want to let it out. Because the virus does multiply in the blood. But I wonder how to prevent this disease. There are actually five ways to prevent yourself from getting the disease, and they are very easy to follow. So make sure to reduce rodent habitat around your home, workplace and recreational areas, and especially remove piles of debris and possibly rodent food supplies such as pet and wild animal food. Also, make sure to wear gloves if you're handling or skinning potentially infected animals to prevent contact between your skin and the plague bacteria. Make sure to use repellent if you think you could be exposed to rodent leaves during activities such as camping, hiking, or working outdoors. Even if you don't have the plague in mind, flea or bug repellent is always helpful when you go outside. Especially keep fleas off of your pets by applying flea control products especially animals that roam freely are more likely to come in contact with the plague or infected animals. And most of all, do not allow dogs or cats that roam free in endemic areas to sleep on your bed. Of course, prevention is better than treatment, 
but plague is a very serious illness and it is treatable with commonly available antibiotics. So the patient, the earlier a patient seeks medical care and receives treatment that is appropriate for their condition, the better the chances are of a full recovery. So people in close with very sick pneumonic plague patients may be evaluated and possibly placed under observation. Unfortunately, there is no plague vaccine that is currently on the market in the United States, but there is one being developed, but in general, antibiotics do help conditions. I'm really happy that we don't have to rub chopped up snakes on our buboes anymore if we have the plague. Exactly. Now, let's look at some lessons that we learned from the Black Death. First, Europe improved their medical practices. Diets started improving, and there was a lot more cleaner spaces all around Europe. All of these good, healthy practices allowed lifespans to increase. We also learned that globalization and trade can spread disease. To put that in our world, this makes disease prevention a global issue. And finally, the plague ended through the implementation of something you probably don't know what it is, but they're called quarantines. The uninfected would typically remain in their homes and only leave when it was necessary. Whatever practices we're doing right now in our pandemic, such as social distancing, quarantines, or wearing masks, are all very important. Yep, even if you are young, don't think that you're invincible. You can still infect your family and other people around you. So make sure to keep yourself as well as your friends and your family members in mind before you go outside without a mask or social distancing. That's our podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure you wear a mask, socially distance, and don't catch the plague. Stay home and listen to our podcast.